Hey, Taco Tuesday fans, this is Christian Brindle. And I am Glenn Shelton. We came together and it combined our forces to create something special for insurance agents called Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about insurance. My company, Christian Brindle Insurance Services, and my company, Lead Heroes, is here to bring you the latest and greatest news happening in the insurance industry today and eat some tacos while we do it. If you enjoy the content that we put out on this podcast, feel free to leave us a review or subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Without further ado, let's get into this episode of Taco Tuesday. We're live. What's up, Taco Tuesday Army? Um, welcome back to another edition of uh, Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about insurance. We're live. We're back. We were off a couple weeks, um, and we're back here. And Glenn shows Can't no wait. mercy when it comes to the hot sauce. That's right. I have several options here. Diablos, if any of you have ever really watched this show or listened to the podcast, you know that it's all about the Diablo sauce for me. Um, Eric Fierro. I can never say Eric's last name. Eric Fierro. <laughs> Eric Fierro. I was going to – you know what I was thinking? is I was thinking of the, the chef guy. Uh, uh, what's his last name? Fieri? I don't know. I don't even it's know. Similar. I'm sorry, Eric, if you ever listen or watch this. I'm sorry, I just botched your last name. I wonder if this is hot enough for Eric. Eric, friend of Taco Tuesday podcast. Uh, he is a hot sauce aficionado. I wonder if Diablo sauce even dents it for him. You guys, welcome back to Taco Tuesday. Super excited to have Christian here. Um, we have both been extremely busy with AEP, just like I'm sure most of you have been as well. And the goal here today is just to kind of give an update. Christian and I want to talk about a little bit of what we've seen, what we've heard, and, you know, get into the good, bad, and ugly and everything else, as we always do. So I have a cheese quesadilla with me today. Look at that. Are you kidding me? um, I have this little rolled ball of cuteness with me today, so that's my taco for the day. Does that count? You're going to eat your child? cannibalism is that okay she's um she's clingy to daddy so couldn't couldn't do anything about it and and usually i'm at the office guys when we do this when we do taco tuesday and we go live i'm almost always at the office and in the studio where i'm not disturbed i'm not bothered but today um i i am not at the office and i'm home so i gotta i gotta i gotta multitask my two careers taco tuesday host and um, father to a, a grumpy toddler, gotta balance these things out. So that's right. You know, that's just AEP um, 101, though. Um, I'd love to hear what are what you know. We're a couple weeks in now. Mm-hmm. How many days? Twenty. I guess we're not even technically a full two weeks yet. Right. Yeah. Technically, we're coming up on two weeks. So what what are some of your early thoughts thus far? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, obviously, I think for me, the biggest storyline of AEP so far has been the advertising and just the scramble for um, some of these advertisers to pivot right in the middle of AEP with the new CMS mandate that came down, right? Obviously, I mean, you and I talked on the phone about this a couple of weeks ago, and we were both we were like, I don't see anything new that right. they hadn't said before in terms of what's allowed i think what what i got out of it more than anything was yeah this is the rules and we're actually going to give a, a shit now about it sorry don't say that <laughs> yeah don't, don't, don't repeat after daddy but but like we're actually going to care now <laughs> we're actually going to care now about um about what's about what's being said and what's being advertised probably just due to the fact that there's been i imagine a huge amount of complaints you know people calling in trying to get 150 dollars back in their social security um they get thrown onto some plan and all of a sudden they lose all their doctors right they 
I mean, some of these some of these centers last AEP, they were trying to move a bunch of my clients onto plans with that with no drug coverage, with, to MA only plans to get like forty fifty dollar Part B givebacks and right. And these were people that needed the drug coverage immensely. You know, like they didn't have veterans benefits, they didn't have Tricare. Um, these were, one one lady in particular, and I've talked about it often, was um, she takes three separate insulins, all three of which, if you combine the retail value together, would be about a $1,100 a month, something like that, maybe more. Um, and so she almost changed to a, a plan with a $50 Part B give back, but no drug coverage. They didn't tell her it didn't have drug coverage. They told her she'd have like 100% coverage on her insulin. Like, So I feel like this it's been a problem for a while in terms of the advertising not following the rules. But in, I mean, and I, and I don't want to get myself in trouble by saying this, but <laughs> I'm sure CMS watches our show. So be or at the, at the very least, you know, there's people out there that probably that will take snippets of clips of our show. Look what Christian said. <laughs> edit, edit, edit. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, though, like, I mean, to me, there's no way they didn't know this was going on. I just think they didn't care. Yeah. You know? Um, I just think that the outrage was got to a point where they were forced to say something, take action, right. you know, raise their hand. But it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if some of these giant companies, you know, have something in terms of like, you know, I'll rub your back, you rub my back kind of thing with it. I mean... Because there's just no other logical reason why they've got they got away with the, what they were getting away with running ads wise as long as they did, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you talking about my comment with uh, the regulatory capture, like I mentioned, when you said the yeah. rub your back? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I thought you hit it right on the head on that because I was like, it's the only logical. I I spent some time thinking about it after I read that too, and I was like, it's the only logical answer as to why this has been allowed because. Why are they yeah. just saying something about this now? I mean, and this is, and, and I almost went back and edited. So to give you guys some context, if you're not sure what Christian's talking about. So this has come up quite a bit over the past couple of weeks, you know, before AAP kicked off, since AAP's kicked off, but talking about a lot of the unethical marketing that's going on and some really, really big companies that are doing a lot of unethical marketing companies that make Christian and I look like, you know, little ants on the grand, yeah, on the, on the grand scale of things. And the, the question kind of came up is like, how do these giant companies without naming them, you know, how do they get away with doing this when it's so obvious who it is? All you have to do is, you know, answer the phone or, or call the number or, you know, whatever, whatever type of marketing they're doing that's unethical, you get to the end of it, you know who it is. It's not like it's hard to find out who's behind the marketing. Uh, someone just commented on a company name, which I think is funny. But uh, <laughs> anyways, um, the question is, how do they get away with it? You know, here's CMS. They're talking about <laughs> more company names. This is fun. Um <laughs> They're talking, you know, CMS comes out with this strong statement before AEP talking about how they want to regulate uh, marketing more. And then here we are in the middle of, or at least at the start of AEP, and it's already happening. And it's like, well, what are they going to do? And and this is kind of, that's why kind of my take when this, when that notice first came out, I didn't really think much about it because it was, that's kind of like standard practice for a CMS is like, it's like, hey, you know, don't do this. You know, these are the guidelines. You guys should know what the guidelines are. So it really kind of like what you said, it was more of the same. So, you know, I'm curious to see, is CMS going to stick to their guns? And are they actually going to start enforcing some of these regulations? And if they are, I'm assuming someone big like the companies that keep getting mentioned, I'm assuming they're going to get fined or they're going to get, you know, contracts terminated, you know, some type of repercussions. The problem with fines, which Justin Brock mentioned, is you fine a giant company 50 grand or 100 grand 
on their bottom line, that's nothing. I mean, you're feeding bigger. Yeah, you're talking about like an hour's worth of revenue <laughs> or like an hour's worth of gross profit. Like it's that's not really a penalty to them. So um i don't know it's it feels like it feels like they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place where they want the beneficiaries to be taken care of the government can't directly take care of the medicare beneficiaries they have to have the brokerages the agents the call centers like whether you hate insurance call centers or you love them they're a necessary evil at this point to service the tens of millions of medicare beneficiaries in the marketplace so Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to come from. I'm kind of excitedly watching because I'm I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me personally, like you know, before we were late, I was late. To the, you were late. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, normally me. Normally it's me. It was Christian today. <laughs> but but you know, I I was late because I got a call from someone came into the office Saturday, sat down with me, husband and wife, very nice. And um, they signed up for um, plans on Saturday. And they're, so they're brand new clients and they call me up and they're just like, we just saw this commercial today. And they're like, and it says we can get $140, $50 a month back into our social security check. And they're like, they're like, is there a plan out there that maybe you didn't tell us about? Like that was basically like the consensus of the call. And so right. I was late because I was like, I went into my whole, you know, save it mode. <laughs> um, right. But that was today. That tells me the commercials are not stopping. No. You know, they're continuing to run. They're just like, oh, CMS told us to do something. That they're just like, right. Well, it's, you know, it's like, that's well, basically what they're doing. I don't know. And and part of, I think part of it for me too is like, I feel like if CMS was was being, if they were taking it in a more serious manner, they would have made this announcement in September. Right. I don't feel like it was serious. If if you're going to make this announcement a week before AEP, it just, it almost seemed like a, you know, Oh, we're watching Santa Claus is watching to see who's on their nice or naughty list. Like, right. I feel like if you were really cracking down September 1st, you put this statement out and then you also have like a list of penalties Instead, it's like this ambiguous letter where it's like, hey, these are the things you shouldn't do. And like, there's nothing about like what's going to happen either, you know? You're right. I mean, there's no, it, it was very strange to me. You know, the letter in general was very strange to me. But um, I mean, I feel like, and, and you know, I, I watched a video today. I was, I was, um, I was driving home today and, I, and Justin Brock, Speaking to him, he gets a lot of free mentions on our show. We need to be more it mindful does. of that. But, it does. Um, he should sponsor Taco Tuesday. Yeah, at this but <laughs> but um, anyway, he put a video out that I thought was very interesting about um, you know, Facebook ads, and I actually agree with a lot of what he said about how you know, they're, the profitability of them is just not what it was. You know, and it's right. just dramatically the costs are going up. Um, and the one and the and he said something interesting in the video. He said the ads in the video are, are essentially with the new Medicare requirements or the new, you know, man, you know, the new regulations that's been put out, they're not compliant because what are the chances that all of these ads are, are getting approved by CMS before they're being ran? Probably not. Um, Zero. And so <clears throat> I think, you know, we're still seeing a lot of that. To me, that's been the most interesting development so far in AEP. You know, I mean, other than that, it's been a pretty normal AEP, all things considered, you know, plans change. Plans, exit markets, plans, enter markets, things like that. They increase benefits, decrease all that stuff. That's that's a normal with AEP. But I feel like I don't remember a time where CMS made a statement like that right in the middle of AEP towards advertising, and it was basically blatantly ignored. <laughs> <laughs> well. One thing I was, because, you know, leading up to this conversation today, I was kind of thinking on my end, you know, what what's changed or what am I seeing on the marketing side of the business and talking with agencies. And it seems like kind of across the board marketing, it doesn't, it, it's slowly getting harder. The attrition rate is growing 
across all verticals of marketing. Right. You're using the phone, you're dropping mail, Facebook ads, you know, Google. I, I feel like in general, I don't know if that's just a dilution in the marketplace because more and more companies are getting involved in Medicare every year. Um, I don't know, you know, I can't, part of me feels like the consumer is getting smarter. You know, I like my mom, I've talked about my mom previously on the show because she's coming up into Medicare age. And I think she's a very educated consumer and she's not going to go on Medicare for two or three years. And she's already knows like everything she knows, like she, like what? You know, again, I'm very involved in the Medicare space and I had never talked to her about it. And it came up the other day and there's a chance she listened to Christian's podcast. I haven't verified that yet. The Everything Medicare podcast, but she'd said she listened to multiple podcasts. She did, you know, some some of her own Internet search and without even talking to an insurance agent yet, she already knew that she wanted to go on a plan G. She already knew she wanted to go on a Medicare supplement plan G. And so I think that could be part of it too, where I think previously a lot of these Medicare beneficiaries were almost waiting to be helped. And it kind of seems like maybe the internet and technology is educating the consumer more. And now the consumers kind of, they're not waiting. I I don't know. That was just kind of something I was, I was toying with today when I was thinking about this topic. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, I believe that one thing that's interesting is that I believe that it's going to be harder and harder as time. And I'd love to get your opinion on this as as somebody that is heavily involved in marketing and, you know, lead generation. Um, I believe it's probably going to be more difficult. And I think think telemarketing with what Lead Heroes does is unique from a perspective because there is a a human point of contact, you know, that's There's a there's a there's a le- legitimate connection made. It's not on the other side of a landing page or send, sending a card but reply card back in or something like that. There's more yeah. of a connection there, even if it's just a short call. Um, but so I, I don't know I don't know how this really falls into really telemarketing. It might not at all because it, I think it's pretty unique. But um, but I think lead generation in general with like you know Facebook ads, internet leads like. And, and when I say lead generation, I mean not running your own leads. I mean like, you know, buying from some of these vendors, right? And maybe right. internet lead vendors that are still around. You know, there's not a whole lot of them left. But um, uh, Facebook ad vendors, you know, direct mail, where, where it's a very generic marketing to where it's, you know, they're, they don't know what they're signing up for. They don't know who they're signing up to work with. Um, and there's no brand behind it for the agent or anything like that. I feel like as, as time goes on, um, and I think we're already starting to see this, um, but I think it's going to get more and more difficult to build a book of business that way without having some kind of branded advertising, you know, having. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the golden years. Okay. Let's talk about 2008 to 2012 when internet marketing was like at its peak where you could buy a shared internet lead, you guys for five to 10 bucks, you could convert maybe 10% of those. You had this huge, you know, acquisition rate that you could only dream of today, (laughs) you know? Um, And here we are, you know, 10 years later and that, that world doesn't really exist anymore. Um, and just to Christian's point, you know, yeah, you didn't know when, when a consumer went to a generic internet form and they would fill this out and it, you know, something really basic and, and they don't know who they're working with, what company they're working with. That's, that does seem, in my opinion, I think that is getting less and less popular. I think people want to know who they're going to be working with. And I do think branding is a big part of it. Um, you know, I think, I think. There's a chance that we see um, maybe kind of a pivot back to the local agent. You know, I think I think it could end up being an advantage to be local again, whereas it kind of went the opposite direction when I was talking about kind of the, the golden years, the peak of Internet marketing. Not, not that Internet marketing is going away, not that, you know, anyone should stop Internet marketing. But when you look at 
how internet marketing functions today versus how internet marketing functioned 10 years ago, it's a night and day difference. Right. You could literally go to all web leads or quote wizard, you know, yeah, net quote, any, most of which of these companies are either gone or they got bought, you know, whatever. And you could literally buy a lead for five or 10 bucks and it was semi quality. Like you could actually call on it and convert it. And in that type of lead doesn't really exist anymore. Not, not nearly to what it was before. So right. um, I think branding will be a big part of it. I know that's kind of an echo statement for a lot of other people talking in this space about branding. Um, but I, yeah, I totally agree. I, I think it, it plays into that educated consumer that I just talked about. The consumer is going to want to know, you know, who am I working with? What, what carriers does this agency or agent work with? You know, yeah. are they really showing me all of my options? Just like your, you just mentioned your beneficiary that reached out to you, you know, Christian, did you not mention this plan to me? You know, why are they doing that? Well, because they're smart. They're, they're looking at these ads or they're being shown these ads and they want to make sure they're knowing all their options. Right. Absolutely. I mean, what, one thing that I wanted to ask you that I thought was interesting is, you know, I was reflect before we did, we got on today, I was reflecting to kind of some of the episodes we did last AEP. Um, and I know one thing that I recall that was kind of a theme last AEP was like on the telemarketing side, pickup rates might not have been as high as normal. And mainly a lot because of the election. There was a lot going on back, you know, last year. Um, 2020. Yeah. 2020. How how are you guys seeing um, that trend this AEP? Like, how are pickup rates going? Are people picking up? Or, like, do you still see that trend going towards that direction? Or did it kind of swing the other way this year? Definitely was a concern for me coming into AEP. Um, we bulked up on data sources coming in. We have got, like, six different data sets that we can work with to try to maximize pickup rate. Um, there, I'd say there has been a, a slight decline, but I would say that 2020 was worse. I do have a few theories for why that was too. I do think the election was a, a big part of it. There's a lot of marketing for the election going on, including phone calls, robocalls, political phone calls are allowed to robocall, which, you know, that's a whole nother conversation for another day, but <laughs> They're literally allowed to do what we aren't allowed to do, right? Um, so without a doubt, that had an impact. There's not even a question in my mind that that was, um, and, and like direct mail, I talked to people last year and they had some really bad response rates. And I think, again, the election, they're dropping mail for, you know, the, the candidates, whether it's state or local or federal, whatever, you know, there's elections that were happening everywhere. So I couldn't be happier that there's no elections going on right now, at least no major elections. Um, I do think that there's more face-to-face business probably being conducted this year than last year, since we have kind of progressed to where we're at with the pandemic. So I think even though there is probably a record number of phone calls happening for Medicare right now, I don't think it necessarily compares to last year. So slight decline, uh, I'd say maybe 30% of the decline compared to last year. So not that we're seeing a 30% decline in pickup rate. It's probably more like we're seeing a 10% decline in pickup rate, whereas last year it was like a 30% decline. So it's not nearly the sort of drop that we had last year, which I'm really happy about. Yeah. And I mean, that. And that's interesting because, you know, it's it's interesting, you know, because there's trends that we see take place. I mean, I remember like, you know, for Internet leads like 2014, you know, we were buying net quote leads <laughs> um, and I was spending probably eight to ten bucks a lead. And they were probably like they would tell us that they were shared with four or five, four to five agents. In reality, I think they were really shared with like 30 to 50 agents. <laughs> cause like I would talk, like I'd get some of these people on the phone cause I'd usually be the first one. Cause I'd like, when I turn the leads on, I'd be like right on it. And, um, but then like I talked to the person later and they'd be like, I must've got 35, 40 phone calls after you called. <laughs> That's and insane. So, but like that, that, I mean, that, that was, that was a big market. And like, I mean, I don't know if any of those companies are still around anymore. I know next gen leads is still around, but like, I don't know how 
they're doing. But it seems like it seems like all these companies shifted to selling calls instead of selling. It's like the whole the idea of just selling leads has kind of disappeared. It's like everything's on the phone now. Right. Which, you know, again, that could kind of be part of the contribution to why the, the you know, people are just consistently answering their phone less. Um, but again, it, it circles back to branding, right? Like if someone's expecting your phone call or, you know, they were on your website when they filled out a form, not some generic website, um, that I think that just makes them that much more likely to answer their phone and potentially convert. Um, the other thing that I think would be is, is worth noting, and we talked about this before today's episode, is we talked about how, you know, I don't think either of us really realized it until we talked to Bobby. Shout out to Bobby Beish. Um, I don't think we realized how, yeah, Medicare Bob, I don't think we realized exactly how much third-party marketing was going on. Um, but I think we realize now there's probably 90% of marketing is being done by third parties. It's being outsourced, you know, affiliate partners, et cetera. So I think it offers a huge advantage to people who can have an internal marketing team to, uh, I think it's going to put you that much ahead of your competition because again, the better you can align your marketing team and your sales the better you're going to convert, the happier your clients will be. I think your retention is going to be higher. Like I would, I would bet my company on all of these things because when we do marketing and there's a lot of lazy agents and agency owners out there where they don't take even the time to read our scripting. So if we're generating the lead or we're handing that phone call off and they just say, hi, Mrs. Jones, you want a quote for life insurance? And then everyone hangs up. And they're like, Glenn, why is everyone hanging up on me? It's like, well, what did you say? They're like, well, I said, hey, do you want a quote for life insurance? I'm like, well, you know, in our final expense script, we, we talk about final expense. We talk about burial costs. You know, we, we talk about many different things, but we don't talk about quotes for life insurance. So, right. you know, that same idea, I, I think it offers a huge leg up if you can have an internal marketing process and you can have that really line up with your sales team. I think that's going to give you a big, a big advantage going into the next several years. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's interesting because like for us this year, you know, we, we buy a lot of leads every year through different sources, right? We buy leads from you guys, of course we buy leads. So, so sometimes we'll buy leads from, you know, uh, social media vendors just as fillers. You know, like when things right. are slow, we'll, buy, we'll do direct mail. I think, you know, not including the Lead Hero leads, because I, I, um, I haven't seen this with the Lead Hero leads, but like with direct mail and the Facebook leads we bought from vendors, they were, they all, both, of, both of them dramatically underperformed what we're used to. Dramatically. Right. Um, like we were talking about this this morning, you know, yep. Agent with us got a 0.6% response rate in a direct mount is a big order. Oh. I, did, I did a pretty big order in Utah. Now, we do some branded direct mail too, but we also did some generic. You know, we, we just we try to mix it up. Um, we did some generic direct mail as well, and it was like a 0.8% response rate, um, which that's in Utah. Right. You know, it's not like in one of these big metropolitan areas that's in Utah, you know, and um, I did well with that 0.8% response rate, but I was expecting <laughs> more. You know, I was expecting like one, maybe one and a half, something like that. But um, you know, I didn't get that. And right. um, I, I, I felt, I, I feel like, I mean, and and I'll, I'll share something with with the audience that I, I don't know if I should, but I will. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I mean, we'll probably do less business this AEP than we did last year. Because of what I just said. Because your your mail response rates didn't come back as high? Not mail, but just most of the leads we bought dramatically underperformed. So like with like when we bought leads from Facebook vendors, right? We, we're, we're not seeing the volume come in on a consistent basis. Like we order two, three, four hundred leads and we'll see like one a day come in. <laughs> 
you know, something like that. Now we're still we're still doing well with our branding. We're still doing well with our right. you know, organic advertising, our own direct mail. We're getting lots of referrals, so we're still doing well. But I don't think we'll write as much business as we did last year as an internally as an office. So like for me, that was a big eye opener because I'm like, okay, I think we just need to scrap buying leads that are direct mail, Facebook, all that stuff. Like just screw it, you know. Yeah, I think a lot of that plays into the saturation. I mean, I wish I wish I could know. I'm sure there's estimates that I could grab somewhere online, but it would it would be amazing to know like the actual dollar amount that's being dropped into marketing every year into AEP cuz I'm sure if we had it on a graph, it would just look like a hockey stick, especially right. when you look at, you know, you look at all of the money that's coming into this space. You look at the hedge funds that are buying books of business, that are buying uplines, um, you know, companies like Integrity Marketing, AmeriLife, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure they have more money than ever that they are spending in, in the space. Right. So that saturation has to affect everybody to some degree. And I'm sure there's a lot of variables, you know, the area the type of marketing. Um, one thing that I think is interesting, and I had a long conversation with a client about last week, is is Medicare supplement, because I think I think it's a better time than ever. And and some people might argue this with me, but I think it's a better time than it's ever been to be selling Medicare supplements because everyone's going advantage. Right, everyone's Everybody. going advantage. All the call centers that I've done business with that use it's 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 almost done a complete reversal over the past you know 10 years. Mm-hmm. It used to be, oh, we're not touching advantage, there's too much compliance, there's too much regulation. Um, it screws up, you know, our, our clients get upset that we've sold advantage plans to because they end up paying a lot more out of pocket. And so all of these agents and call centers were selling um Medicare supplements almost exclusively. Mm-hmm. And now here we are almost 10 years later, and now it's done a complete reversal and almost nobody's selling supplements. Everyone talks trash about supplements. <laughs> Everyone's talking about how advantage is taking over. And even if all of that stuff is true, statistically, it's been a small move every year. It's like 1% towards advantage every year. So this right. idea that supplements are just disappearing overnight is such a fallacy. It's hilarious to me. You guys are so freaking lazy about doing simplified issue underwriting <laughs> that you're going to pretend that an entire category of insurance is disappearing overnight. And it's not. It's not even close. It's seven to ten health questions. It's a freaking joke. Yeah. So I'm super <laughs> bullish about Medicare supplements. I think selling MedSups is is a huge opportunity going into 2022. I really do. I think I think so many agents look at it from the perspective of with the Medicare Advantage, right? There's no health questions now. Used to be the end stage renal disease question. Now there's none. A lot of them are zero dollar premium, and even in rural markets now, you're seeing so many zero dollar premiums. It's like you're order taking at that point, right? So like it's very easy for agents to get into the space. And sell Medicare Advantage because, like, I mean, imagine selling a product where you don't have to get bank information. You know, yeah. like that's, that's what it's come down to. 100%. 100%. And so, I mean, I agree with you completely, though. I think, you know, people are sleeping on meds up. and um, Huge. I don't think it's the pendulum swinging so dramatically like some people say it is. Um, you have certain people on YouTube that wear glasses that um, that say that it's going the other way, it's going away from Medicare Advantage. I don't agree with that, you know. Right. Like, like I just like I'm like I'm like can't just say things, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't make it true, you know. You can say whatever you want, it doesn't make it true. But right. um, but it's such a, I mean, growth in Medicare supplements has got has has grown in terms of the numbers as well as Medicare Advantage. It's just because there's so many people that are coming into the program, into the Medicare program, you know, and that's just more and more people turning 65 all the time. And so you're seeing Medicare supplement grow as well as Medicare advantage, but 
it, but it's such a small change each year, like you said. Um, people are funny. People are silly. The um, boomers, the boomers have all the money, you guys. Like statistically, the majority of these baby boomers are making more money than than any of us. And so, you know, the people who have money, typically. Obviously, it's it's unique to every person. I'm making some generalizations here, but typically the people who have more money are happy to pay that med sub premium and not have to worry about any out-of-pocket costs. They're not worried about, you know, when am I going to hit my max deduct- deductible? They're not worried about co-pays. You know, they, they just pay their premium and that's it. Mm-hmm. So um, I do think the opposite way, though, is is funny to say, too. And I and I know I think I know who you're talking about. And, and, he, and I think there's many agents, actually, there's many, many agents who um, will, will go the other direction still. Right. And they'll say Medicare Advantage is, you know, that's Satan's plan. We're not mm-hmm. doing Medicare. And that's that's not true either. Um, but, you know, if you look at the, the national statistics over like the past 10 years, it's been like a one percent swing towards advantage. That's typically right. what I've seen. So it's like, right. you know, I think it was like 60-40 and now it's 59-41. And it's just it's that slow, that slow swing. It goes and, slightly, yeah. Yeah. And maybe, maybe it will get to a point where Medicare Advantage is 80%. But even then, 20% of a hundred million Medicare beneficiaries is still going to be tens of millions of supplement holders. Right. There's no reason to completely ignore it. It doesn't right. make sense. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things to where like, you know, people are so short sighted, you know, like it certainly won't be an overnight thing if it does happen that way. Right. You know, it won't, it'll be a gradual thing slowly, but surely. Um, one thing that I was kind of curious to get your perspective on is um, last year we did a lot of talks about agents and booths during AEP. I've seen some did of the picture. Did you I've see the, the picture? Did you see the picture that got posted yesterday? I think. Of no, someone. I don't think so. Where, where was it posted? I, I think it was in Medicare Gurus. Um, to describe this to our viewers, it was a Walmart booth, I think, and. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad that I'm even laughing. I feel bad for the day. <laughs> but the, to describe this situation, you guys, the booth is up against a wall. And it looks like Walmart, all of like the return cart items have been piled up like around this booth to the <laughs> point where like the agent can't even get to their own booth. And it's like, I mean... It's like the booth was banished to the outer realms of this yeah. Walmart. <laughs> it's just like, I'm all about it, you guys. I'm all about, I mean, you're talking to someone who did door-to-door sales for years. I'm all about, you know, feet on the pavement, shaking hands, getting deals done. But I think banking on a Walmart table or a grocery store table or a CDS table and, and thinking that you're going to hit your AP goals by just sitting at this table and having people walk up to you and saying, please help me. I think that's typically going to be a recipe for failure. And what we, and I, I mean, let's, let's okay. Let me, let me phrase this another way. How many times, let me, I just want to phrase this another way. Okay. How many times do you see an agent post about how successful their booth is versus how many times do you hear people post about the failure that their booth is? Because I'd say it's probably a nine and a half to one ratio. Yeah, right? I, you yeah. read my mind. I, that's exactly the number that came into my mind. I was like, probably nine to one. <laughs> it's nine to one. I'm t- it's got to be nine to one. So, I mean, maybe there's these magical locations where it can happen, where you get a ton of foot traffic you crush out 20, 30 apps a day and it's worth all of your time and money to be a completely invested. But it seems like nine, nine out of 10 times it goes the other way. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm two weeks into AP. I've got five applications. Nobody's talking to me. What do I do? Ah, you know, like that's, that's right. typically what happens. Like, I think, 
I think one of the, the things that's interesting about it to me was, um, you know, I, I think, I think if you had to pick a booth to be in, if you had to pick a store to be in, it'd probably be Walmart um, out of all the stores. And yeah. maybe there's some exceptions to that in certain geographical places. But um, I think the places that really are just like, you know, they're going to, they'll put you out of business. If you, if you camp there and there in the whole of AEP is like Walgreens, CVS. Um, and I could be wrong. Maybe there's some locations that are just freaking gangster. You know, I don't know, but like, <laughs> but I, I mean, I've, I've been in CVS's before as an, as a younger agent, I've been in a Walgreens before for me, like it was most days it was me and the staff restocking and there was like <laughs> one person in the store and they were like a kid. You're like, you're like, do you need help restocking? I'm not doing anything anyway. Yeah. <laughs> look, I, what, what I started, what I had to do, the, la the last booth I ever did, and like what a, lot of, what a lot of people don't realize is when you do those booths, for the most part, it's like you're registering an event. You're setting a schedule and you have to stick to that schedule and you really can't get out of it unless you can convince some other schmuck to take your spot. Yeah. Uh, you know, like. They send secret shoppers to make sure you're there. It happened to an agent that works with us. You know, like he wasn't there. He like took <laughs> off, he got bored and went somewhere else. And they, the secret shoppers showed up and he wasn't there. And he had to take a, a training class about, you know, compliance or something like that. My first AEP, they put me in a Kroger store called Smith. It's Smith's in Utah, but it's owned by yeah. Kroger. Yeah. They put us in the back near the next to the condoms. You know, <laughs> like, I've gotten apps from these booths, but I've never gotten like a crazy amount. Right. You know, like I've never like what I did my last time I ever did a booth, and then I told myself I'm never doing a booth again. I'm like, because I'm like, this is crap. I'm trying this like three, four times, and every time it's the same thing. I'm just like, you know, staring at my hand, and like, and people are like, well, stand up, you know, uh, greet people. I'm like, what people? Yeah. There's no one there. <laughs> you know, like. There's no one to greet, but, but anyway, like the, what I, what I did with that helped me the most. in the last booth I was in is like, I used all that downtime to call leads. And that was way more effective, you know, than, than, than staying off my phone. Like I, I made way more points of contact. I, I sold some apps in the booth, but it was like minuscule compared to what I could have done if I just sat my butt in my office and called people over the phone. Yep. Hang on one second. One second. My wife needed the car keys. I had them. I was I was dancing for the audience. Oh, good. Good, good. I didn't want to see my before. dice roll. Well, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to, because the booth conversation, we talked about that so much. I'm curious. I'm trying to think what else we talked about, like during last year. One thing um, that I saw come up recently too, um, is putting all their marketing eggs in one basket, right? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I saw a post, yeah. a post today about yeah. that. So that's, again, that's one of those like classic, um, it's one of those like classic things that we've talked about so many times. And again, I tell everybody, I'm like, diversify your marketing. I don't care if you love lead heroes. You should not bank on us 100%. Uh, any company that's worth their salt markets in a bunch of different ways to capture different audiences, to be strategic because, you know, again, you don't know maybe what a closing rate is going to look like or what your response rate is going to look like when you drop mail, et cetera. Um, so that's another one that I, I feel like I've seen come up a couple times already this AEP as well, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's interesting because like, you know, I mentioned a second ago, we, we, we will probably do less business than we did last year, but we're not going to do like four or five or something like, you know, we're not going to do zero and it's because we're diversified. We're still going right. to do a lot of, we're still going to do well. We're still going to do a lot of business, but you know, we sometimes what happens is when you, you you put your money into a source and it doesn't work like you're expecting it. It happens all the time. There's 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 things that have trends where it works for a little while and then it stops working. So like I remember 
probably like 2016, I want to say. Um, we were using, we were buying leads from um, Health Plan One, the call center, because um, they used they. I don't, I don't know, I think they do it anymore, but they were selling leads, exclusive internet leads that they would generate, and they would charge like 20, 30, 20 25 bucks a lead, and they were exclusive leads, and they were good quality. We used them for a long time. I was still pretty new though, so I was I wasn't spending tons of money with them, but I was putting in what I could. Um, that AEP, I think I put five thousand dollars in an account with them, and it, the way it worked is it was like a bidding system. So you would bid against other agents and agencies in the area, right? And then right. they you'd put the money into the account. Once the lead comes through, they take that money out of your account, and it just kind of works as like an account where they, they take it out as it goes. Well, that year I put. $5,000 in an account with them. And at the time, that was a lot for me to spend as an agent. You know, like now, you know, it's not a big deal at all. But like back then, if you know, spending $5,000 was a big deal to me on leads. And um, what happened was, you know, they would they had worked for a couple of years that, you know, pretty well for us, you know, on and off when we used it. And what happened is basically like overnight, their le the leads that they had available for us dried up. They're just weren't right, available. right. And um, so, like, they, they, we had, we, we would keep the leads on all the time, constantly, and we would probably see like one or two come in a week, and that was it. And I was like, "Crap, what am I gonna do?" Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> like, and then you, 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 and then you know, you, we, we went to him. I was like, I was like, "Hey, I need my money back. I need to put it in something else quickly." And um. You know, it took them two, three weeks to get the refund back to us. Like it was, I mean, that that's what happens when you do all in one thing is like, right. it could work beautifully. It could work fantastic. You know, it could work fantastic um, for a long time and then just boom. Yep. Market changes, trends change. Yeah. I think volume, whatever. The word, the word that I think that comes to mind is redundancy, right? Like I can't tell you how many times. So I'll kind of, I'll share a story that happened to us at Lead Heroes. And I talked to you a bit about this, Christian, where, um, you know, we have multiple merchant processors. So if, if we're charging someone's credit card, we have multiple companies that we work with that, that handle the credit card transactions for us. Mm -hmm. And we had someone that attempted fraud on us by doing a bunch of fake transactions with one of our merchant processing accounts. And it's, it essentially shut down that whole account. And if that was the only merchant account that we had, then we would have not been able to run anybody's card until the, it got resolved. Yeah. But we had redundancy in place. We had multiple merchant processing accounts. So there was no downtime, you know, and then we we're able to get this resolved. And now we're able to run cards on multiple with multiple companies. So um, I think redundancy is like if you really want to have longevity with your business, whatever business you're in. And marketing is obviously the specifics that we're talking about right now. Um, but by having that redundancy, having a plan A, B, C, D, if your booth doesn't work out, that's okay. Cause I can have Joe Schmo take my booth and I'm going to go, you know, work these direct mail leads. If my direct mail leads don't work out, you know, I've got some call verified leads I can work. I've got internet leads. I've got referral systems. Maybe, maybe it's an ABC. Maybe you're running a lot of these concurrently, right? So that way it's kind of all happening at once. And then you can kind of pick the winners. Um, I think there's a lot of different ways to do it. But having redundancy in place, I think, is, is just a huge, huge important factor to being successful. Yeah, 100%. You know, like, and, you know, Someone said everything works a little, nothing works a lot. That's right. That's a hundred percent right. I mean, be. spoken by a wise man. Um, don't say his name. <laughs> you get in too much free publicity. From <laughs> so, but but no, it's it's it, it's the truth, you know. And um, nothing works forever either. Right. You know, all that. Who moved my cheese? Yeah, exactly. You know, like I think it's market trends, you know, the industry changes and things like that. And you have to change with it. And if you don't, you'll ultimately be me during that AEP with, you know, $5,000 stuck in a lead account with no lead. 
you know, um, which, you know, the ending to that story was, you know, we were able to get a refund. I, I took a thousand dollars. I was like all the, I, I had, some, I had like a couple thousand dollars in another savings account, but like, you know, it didn't have the funds that I have today. And, um, I, I, I quickly dropped it with another vendor that, you know, we were, we were pretty close with for a while. And, um, they saved our AEP. They saved our bacon, you know, because we just needed some leads. We needed something to do, you know? And, um, but yeah, I think, you know, that what's happening, this AEP is reminding me of that AEP because, you know, the, the vendors leads that we bought are slow. They're not giving us the volume we were expecting. Ultimately that's inconvenient, but it's our boats not sinking either because right. we're, we're diversified. We're set up. We, we have a lot of things we do on our own without lead companies now, which is helpful because we have control over that. Um, we have, you know, obviously relationships with you and lead heroes is helpful because we, you know, we can, we can do orders with you guys. And so like, there's so many different things that we can do that I think is helpful now. It just doesn't sink our boat. But like, I mean, I feel for people that maybe do like did, you know, gone heavy, heavy, heavy direct mail, this AEP. I'm like, can't been been working out very well in most places. I mean, you can you can get business. Like even if you get a low return, you can still write business, but you're not if right. you're banking on that to get you to a hundred apps, that's a lot of direct mail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're talking over a thousand thousand pieces coming back to you. You right. know. And if you're getting right. a one percent response rate <laughs> and you need a thousand pieces, then you're you've got to be dropping hundred thousand pieces of mail. I mean, that's crazy. And the cost on that's insane. The cost. Yeah. I mean, that's it's, but you know, here's, here's one thing, you know, I know we're getting towards the hour here, but another thing that um, trends this AEP that, that I've been looking at on my end and, and this applies, I think to direct mail. So if you drop 10,000 pieces of mail in Utah, versus a hundred thousand pieces of mail in Utah. What would be your guess on the return percentage between those two drops? Well, I, I, I think, I, I mean, I think the, the hundred thousand pieces would have a higher re return rate than the 10,000. That would be my guess too. Shout out to Chris Weir. I'm, I'm not dropping mail anymore. Thank the Lord. But <laughs> What I can say um, on on our end at Lead Heroes is I had I had a couple of complaints come up with response, right? Like a couple of agents that weren't getting the response rate that they had hoped with the calls that we were making. And so I really dove into not only their campaign, but I wanted to kind of get a comparison of other campaigns that were running that were very similar. And the response rate on the larger campaigns where we had more callers had a significantly higher response rate. And I think it just comes back to that law of large numbers where mm -hmm. if this, if I have one campaign that makes 7,000, like the, this was the comparison I was looking at. Okay. One campaign with 7,000 calls versus another campaign with 70,000 calls and the response rate with the 70,000 call campaign was not quite double. It was probably like 1.75. So it wasn't, it wasn't double, but it was close to double the 7,000 call rate. And, and most other factors were relatively the same between these campaigns. It's not, obviously it's not perfect. We're using humans to make these phone calls. So, you know, you could argue that there could be a discrepancy in talent, et cetera, but for the most part, these campaigns were almost identical. And so right. to me, it, it comes back to that law of large numbers. And I 100% believe direct mail works the same way. I think the bigger you bet, the bigger your response rate's most likely going to be, which ultimately should lead to that many more sales. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I, I, I couldn't agree more with you on that. And I think, you know, at, at I mean, at the end of the day, I think some people, and I hope this doesn't happen, but I'm sure there's, there will be some agents that watch this or listen to this or watch the replay, and it will discourage them from spending money on their business or advertising or marketing. 
don't that's not my message it's my message is understand that when something stops working that it's okay to pivot you don't have to keep smashing your head into the wall right. expecting it to work um you know be and that that's really my message but you can't build a business without advertising marketing spending money on your business like it's i mean i mean certainly there's people that build up you know good books of businesses maybe they build up a five hundred six hundred seven hundred clientele book of business just through word of mouth just through grassroots marketing all that stuff but i do believe there's a there's a limit to what you can do with that you know if you're not spending money on your business if you're not advertising i think you know it's it's all relative and it's it's necessary i love it let's you know I, I think this is a good time to kind of jump to some final thoughts yeah i'll go first i'll kind of share my final thoughts on today's episode and kind of where i think aep's at in the medicare space and you know the future of medicare again i appreciate all of you guys listening here on taco tuesday we're hoping to get this to a more regular schedule again we know we've been off mm -hmm. the past month just about kind of prepping for AAP and executing on the start of AAP. Uh, but some final thoughts, you know, the way this conversation went, a couple highlights, I think one is being strategic with your money. You know, I think um, it's easy to just be like, I have 10 grand to spend on marketing. I'm going to just spend 10 grand with this one company. I think it's smarter to diversify. Um, I think branding is, is important. You know, so if, if previously you've had zero branding, which it shocks, but it shocks me. But sometimes I talk to agents, they don't have a website, they don't have business cards. Um, they have essentially their LLC paperwork and that's it. Some agents don't even have LLC, LLC paperwork. They're, they're literally just 1099 selling on their own and that's fine. But a little bit of branding can go a long ways, you guys. Yeah. It really can. So, um I think just and, and be be prepared for the things that normally work to not work as well anymore or for things to change. Get ready to have to pivot. I mean, again, that's it's a lot of this. I feel like is kind of business 101 um, redundancy, being ready to pivot, diversifying your marketing. It really doesn't matter what business you're in. These are principles that are going to apply. Um, but I hope you guys and one and here's here's really the final piece I'll leave with you guys that um, someone I saw someone comment on Facebook today. Uh, someone was talking about how bad their start to AEP was. And, and the comment that someone made was, you know, it's not over yet. And I've never had the first 10 days of AEP make or break me. So, you know, even if you've had the worst start to AEP that you've ever had. Even if you're sitting at less than five apps on the on the AEP so far, it's not over. It's not over. There's plenty of time to course correct here. Make the best of your situation, whether it's you know good, bad, or ugly. Yep, I love it, and um, well said, hundred um, percent. My final thoughts. I'll, I'll I'll somewhat piggyback on what you said on there. Yeah. I think um, I would say, guys. Um, don't give up <laughs> if AEP is, if, if, if it hasn't started the way you wanted it to start, you know, I was talking to someone the other day and they're like, well, it really, AEP really starts October 1st. I'm like, well, but, but I'm like, let's just be technical. You know, I'm like, you can't take apps till the 15th. So obviously you weren't enrolling people before the 15th. So I'm like, let's just say it started the 15th. I'm like you're 11 days in, you're not even two weeks in. Um, so, you know, you still have, I don't know, maybe five more weeks to go, five and a half, almost six weeks to go. Um, there's plenty of time left. Yeah. That doesn't mean be lazy. That doesn't mean be like, oh, I'll start tomorrow. I hate that mentality, right? It's poison. Um, make sure that you're understanding, though, that there is time. And, um, I mean, there's still time to, I mean, there's still time to do, to put together some last-minute marketing stuff, too, if you really need to. Like, yep. you know, with what we experienced, our drop off. What did I do? I called you and I was like, Hey, we need some more, please. Could you put us in, you know? And, um, you know, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe whoever you're working with can, or maybe they can't, or, you know, however you're doing things, but it doesn't mean that there, you can't figure some things out, you know? And, um, I mean, you just don't, don't quit on your AEP before November, even this year, 
you know, there's a long way to go. It's a marathon, not a race. And um, keep 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 your heads up, guys. Um, you can still have a really good AEP. It just, I mean, it's not all October. I love it. I love it. Don't give up. Don't give up. Do or do not. <laughs> do or do not. Try or uh, I, I bought the the yard. No try. Do try or try not. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> Master Yoda, some final words. Thanks, everybody, for watching. If you're listening on YouTube, please hit the subscribe. If you're watching or listening to this on anywhere where you can find a podcast, iTunes, Spotify, uh, again, please drop us a review. Let us know what you think. Until next Tuesday, you guys. Happy selling. Have a great AEP. All right. See you guys.